Welcome to part one of HealthSystemCIO.com's panel discussion on women in IT leadership. In this segment, four CIOs talk about the barriers that still exist for women, how mentors can help boost confidence, and why women need to be willing to do something scary. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedules to speak about this very important topic of women in IT leadership. Um, I really look forward to hearing your thoughts. So let's do some introductions. If you could each state your name, your title, and organization, and uh, we'll start with Bobby. Hi, good afternoon. Uh, my name is Bobby Byrne. I'm the Vice President and CIO at Edward Elmhurst Healthcare, which is a three-hospital system in the western suburbs outside of Chicago in DuPage County. Good afternoon. This is Mary Alice Anacarico. I'm the Senior Vice President and Chief Information Officer for the Henry Ford Health System located in Detroit, Michigan. It is a complex regional uh, system comprised of five hospitals and 140 ambulatory uh, environments. Hi, my name is Jane Loveless, um, Vice President and Chief Information at Grandview Hospital in Sellersville, Pennsylvania. That's in Bucks County, uh, just north of Philly. And um, CIO for one hospital and four outpatient centers and a growing ambulatory and very robust physician uh, community. Hi, I'm Sue Shade. I'm the Chief Information Officer at the University of Michigan Hospitals and Health Centers. As part of the University of Michigan Health System, we have three hospitals, nearly 1,000 beds, and well over 120 ambulatory clinics as part of our organization. Okay, so really great group today. I wanted to start by talking about a study that was published in the Journal of Healthcare Management on leveraging women's leadership talent in healthcare. So the study found that although 74% of the healthcare workforce is female, women continue to be underrepresented in the C-suite, which probably is no surprise to any of you. But I wanted to, to start by getting some thoughts on this and w whether you believe women still face barriers in, in attaining leadership positions in health IT, and if so, you know, what can be done to address this? So, Bobby, would you like to start? Sure. So, I certainly think there are still some barriers because if there weren't barriers, then we would have a, a much more equal representation of, of, of men and women in technology. But I think that the, the barriers are really um, relatively complex at this point. It it has you know it starts that we have, at least in my organization, far fewer women even in our junior positions than we do men, and um, they tend to be more located in the positions that potentially don't get as much attention from managers and directors, even when they start out in their junior positions um, and and moving up. I, I think some of the real um, successes we've seen in healthcare IT as opposed to our colleagues in non-healthcare IT organizations is that women actually do better in some ways, especially those that start off um, in nursing or physicians or in clinical roles, that then uh, actually their way of being seen but, you know, certainly there are some factors, maybe hard to identify one number, one, two, and three, but are keeping this from reaching their full potential. This is Mary Alice, and I would like to uh, compliment uh, Bobby's comments, especially about the growth strategies within organizations. I am a registered nurse and practice half of my profession as a director of critical care in a large academic environment. 
And it, although this is a wonderful opportunity for me, it was not one that I, I planned. It was not one for which I was educated at the time, other than those soft skills with relationship development and uh, strategic thinking that were all part of that milieu for me were able to be trans transferred into the roles that I have been holding for the last 20 years. I would agree with Bobby, too, that there still are some barriers. It depends on the culture of the organization and uh, what they're, they are actually seeking in terms of leadership because women often challenge the status quo, and uh, that kind of soft confrontation is sometimes not accepted, but at other times it's uh, so openly embraced. And uh, with each of the steps of my own career, uh, the willingness and opportunity to be at the table, to be part of those strategic conversations, uh, it may be the graying of uh, the experience, but uh, I have found that the barriers for senior level women are a little bit more accommodated. Uh, it then begs the question of what do we do with those women that we lead and how do we help uh, fortify their opportunities for growth. This is I'd like to make a comment on this. I think that there certainly are barriers. In terms of how it can be addressed, I think that it's women like us who are willing to be role models and who are willing to speak out uh, and help young women uh, as they grow through their career, both in terms of advising them, counseling them, mentoring them. And um, I recognize at this point in my career that, you know, I serve as one of those role models. When young women come to me and say, well, I want to learn from you. And, you know, there are so few women in leadership roles in IT, and you're one of them. And, you know, spend some time with me, talk with me. You know, to make that time, whether they are students, obviously in an academic environment like this, there are a lot of students who want to reach out, as well as uh, staff within your own department. So. I just feel that it's part of my uh, leadership role right now to help bring people along, women and men, but with a particular emphasis on uh, helping women to grow into their roles. And I, you know, I say publicly in my social media presence um, that I am committed to developing the next generation of uh, health IT leaders, and I take that very seriously, and it means spending time doing that. So a grand viewer in a unique position, our CEO is a woman as well as the CMO, the CNO, and our chairman of board. Interestingly enough, uh, three of the four of us that hold leadership uh, positions in the C-suite have all been promoted within. It's only one of uh, these uh, four women that have been uh, brought in from the outside. So Grandview is unique in many ways. and. Um, I think the barrier here for women has um, not been as significant um, and proof that we've been able to climb the ladder and, and move into the C-suite. Um, but I do believe that um, if, if you look across the, the many healthcare organizations, men are more likely in, in uh, the C-suite arena. That's really good. great to hear that uh, your organization has so many women in leadership positions. It is, it is encouraging. Um, now, I, I want to talk a little bit about uh, what Sue got into, which is mentoring. And I know that with some organizations, they facilitate the relationships. They have some kind of you know, organization to do that. But then for some, it's, it's a matter of just you know, reaching out and taking the time to speak with uh, 
with younger women, and I just wanted to hear about some of the experiences you've had either with a mentor or, or with you as the mentor and anything that, that really stands out to you. Okay, this is Sue. Um, I have experience being in a formal mentoring program where I was a mentor to time CIO colleagues, which was an interesting program that was established many years ago. Quite honestly, I don't know if it still exists. And I said I was willing to do it. I ended up uh, being a mentor to two uh, gentlemen who were in CIO positions but younger in their careers and thought that I could be helpful to them. And after doing that as part of that formal program for about a year, I thought to myself, if I'm willing to give X amount of time on a monthly basis to that, I need to be turning into my own organization. And I, I discontinued uh, my involvement in that program and instead switched that time to inside my organization with a couple people. One uh, young woman in particular who I felt very strongly was ready within my IT organization to move up into a manager role, but some others did not think she was ready. And um, we had some turnover in the department, and we definitely had some holes. And I said, uh, this is the right time. Let's move her up, and I personally will be her mentor. I feel so strongly that she can grow, that we need to invest in her. Let's let her take that step, and I personally will give that time. So then we established a structured mentoring relationship over an extended period of time uh, to help her you know, get up to speed in a manager role and everything that that involved. Well, Sue, that's very powerful. Uh, this is Mary Alice, and I, I agree, too. I think that one of our primary roles in our senior uh, relationship with our organization is that of succession planning. And right. uh, I I have, over the course of uh, my last three jobs, created the space for females to come together and talk about what leadership means to them and to create modeling opportunities for them, either in one-on-one -on -one mentorship or in uh, group dynamics that help us shape why we think the way that we think and what are our strong points and how we complement those with one another's skills and assets so that we can be open to the world of what leadership looks like. We, we often are in what could be contentious uh, relationships with others as we try to influence change in multiple different directions. And uh, young leaders don't understand the dynamics of that, so you give them the opportunity. So I, I, am, uh, I have had personal mentors for myself to help me continue to take a look at those ways in which we influence one another how we influence our organization. And then I have uh, mentoring female leadership uh, breakfasts that I hold. I have four vice presidents who are females that report to me and my leadership team, and each one of them aspires to stretch and grow, but that's in different ways. So our performance planning becomes very formalized, and we take a look at those aspects that give them growth opportunities, that challenge them to look over the edge and do something that's really, really scary but it prepares them for the behaviors that they need to uh, be able to be comfortable with as they grow. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.